my friends and welcome to a new episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator podcast. It's a super sunny, beautiful day here in Khubar in Saudi Arabia. Wishing you a wonderful day, whatever you are in this world. Super happy to have you here for a new episode, for a great episode, to be honest. I'm super excited for it. So if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Reem Kharbat. I'm the host of the Entrepreneur Accelerator. I'm a serial entrepreneur and the founder of the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab. And I'm here to help you, inspire you uh, to launch and grow your business without wasting years of your life. In the show, I speak with influencers, top leaders, to give you all the strategies and the tips that will allow you to take and implement immediately to achieve the success that you need in your life and in your business. And I remember when I joined the Podcast Profit Lab program led by Jamie Atkinson, he told us about the Underdog Empowerment Podcast as a reference for us to inspire us how to create our intros. And I remember I used to listen to it over and over again. First, I loved the intro music. I loved the voice of the host. And I loved and I fell in love with the story. It was so inspiring. And I was like, I wish that one day I will get to speak with this uh, amazing person because since that day, I remember I started following him. I started listening to his content and watching his uh, videos and all what he's doing. And let me tell you, he has a very impressive and powerful story, a very inspiring story. And I felt the need uh, to bring him in the show uh, to speak to him and to help you again and inspire you to build a resilient mindset. And most importantly, which was one of the biggest breakthroughs that I had from this conversation, was the concept of becoming. How you can become the person that you want to be. Whether you like him or disagree with him, I believe that this episode is one of the most important episodes that you have to listen to and to learn from So if you like this episode, grab a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me in there at reem.kharbat so that I can see you, give you a shout out or a hello. And if you want to go to the next level, be sure to join me to learn more strategies of seven-figure strategies. And you want to be surrounded by like-minded people, I really invite you to join my community on Facebook, the Entrepreneur Accelerator Lab, where I give you all what I learned, all my experience. And all the trainings that will help you start and launch your business using seven-figure launch strategies. Listen, guys, true guidance, networking, inspiring community, and accountability is necessary for your growth. So join me in this community. I give free trainings every week. We also do cool coffee meetups so that we get to know each other. We get to uh, learn from each other and help each other and support each other on a personal and deeper level. So without further ado, let's jump in today's episode. I'm super excited for it. Enjoy. I don't know where you are in life right now or where it is you want to go. But if you are a curious soul like me, I know this about you. You are searching for greatness in life. You desire financial freedom. And you ask yourself daily how you can master success in business without wasting years of your life. On this show, We're going to interview all the leading experts and influencers in the fields of marketing, mindset, and sales to expose all the tips and tricks you need to accelerate your business and amplify your success. My name is Reem Kharbat, and this 
is the Entrepreneur Accelerator. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator. This is your host, Dream. I'm super happy to have this episode. I've been waiting for almost two months to do this. And I was really excited because I feel that my guest today, I share a lot of things internally. And I feel that he's the perfect example for everyone, especially that, you know, I'm in the coaching business. I'm trying to help some people. And I see a lot of people giving excuses for the least and the easiest reasons in the world. And, and that is, that was really annoying me. And I felt that I need someone like my guest to kick their asses. And I just wanted to ask you guys, have you ever felt in your life that something happened that turned your life upside down because of something that you've done in the past, the feeling of shame and fear haunt you and you get rejected over and over by people and by society. I felt that I've been uh, through this. In this episode today, we're going to be discussing the underdog mindset with a man who spent over five years in prison and who created a new destiny for him, built multi six figure business. He's a sought after podcaster and he's the host of the underdog empowerment. I'm sure that you know who my guest is. My guest is Zachary Babcock. I'm super happy to have you here. We're going to talk everything. I, I just, this is a very humble <laughs> intro because I'm super nervous. And uh, thank you so much, Zachary, for being here with me. I'm really honored to have you. Thanks for having me, Reem. I, that was a heck of an intro. Yet some, I got, now I got big shoes I got to fill. So hopefully I do all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but thanks for having me here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Just in case, for those who don't know you, if you can just tell us a little bit about your story so that we can dig deeper into everything else. Just what is your story? Who you are? What happened with you? Yeah, no doubt. I'll, I'll, I'll give the super high level Cliff Notes version. We can unpack more if you like, uh, but I won't say you're talking you're off. Like you said, when you're talking about that intro there, so I did over five years of my life in prison because I made some stupid choices growing up and, and then I put myself in bad positions and then coming out, coming out of prison, there's the, it's, it's going to be a lot harder for you to be successful than it is. Um, if you have never went to prison before, you're not going to be able to get a job at a lot of places and people that judge you and whatnot. But here's my firm belief. I, I believe that if you ever take a victim mentality, a victim stance or blame complain about stuff because of whatever, then you're a weak person. And there's people, you might be listening, you might have it, had it, might've had it way worse than I've had it in life. Who's this dude talking about? He ain't had it this bad, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like people are always trying to compete on how bad they've had it. But here's the deal. Even if you've had it worse than me, I guarantee you that I can point out somebody that's had it a hundred times worse than you and didn't use it as an excuse and still went out and was successful and was able to create a life of their dreams. So at the end of the day, the reason why you're not where you want to be at in life, it's because of you, nobody else. It's all on you until you can take that ownership. You're going to be a loser. You're going to be a victim. You're going to have a miserable life. I know that sounds so harsh, but I lived it and I've experienced it. I used to be a victim mentality 
kind of person and I know what that life's and I don't want that type of life. So once I started taking ownership, I started winning. And that's the best piece of advice I can give to anybody. Oh my God. Zach, the thing is, literally, I see a lot of people are in their comfort zone. I don't say they're not underdogs. They are privileged. And yet, as you said, that they live the victim role. They blame everything to the society, to the destiny, whatever you want to call it. They just blame everything around them except themselves. You've been through, let's say, one of the toughest things that maybe a person can go through, which is taking your freedom away from you for a mistake, whether you meant it or not, regardless of how you were at that time. But you spent five years away from the normal life. And then you left and you started a business and you started... But what I know, and at least this is what I see in movies, that (laughs) you get rejected, you have this background check, and you cannot have a normal life after you just go to prison. How did that happen? At least for me, I don't know how is it in the state. I just watched this in movies. So I, I'm really curious to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, and now you got to get real with reality. And I had to get real that I put myself in prison through my own choices and decisions. I had to get real that, hey, if I want to do something, I can't say and blame the system, the prison system that's designed to keep me in prison, the recidivism rates in, in, mm-hmm. in the U.S. dwarf any country in the world. It's, it's, that system in the U.S. is built to keep you in that system, and it's built to keep you dependent on the system. They give you food stamps, welfare, assisted living. That's giving you a fish. It's not teaching you how to fish. They want you to go out, screw up, and come right back. And that's why people get out in less than three years or right back in if they mm-hmm. ever even get out in the first place. So it is hard or whatnot, but I had to get real with that even though this system is designed to against me, it doesn't mean that I got to be a victim to it. And when I drew the line in the sand and said, I don't care what you throw at me, I'm done. I want to be in my kid's life. I want to be a father. I, I looked forward to that moment my whole entire life. And then I went back to prison just 20 days before my twin sons were born. And that pain mm-hmm. that shook me enough to where I was like, I'm done. I don't care. I don't know how I'm going to be happy and successful. I don't know how I'm going to do any of this stuff. I just know that this is who I am. I'm a good father. I'm a good person. And this is what I want. I want to be in my kid's life. I want to be happy and successful. And I know the reason why, because I want to be the father that I never had growing up. And that was enough for me to figure everything else out. So that was it. Like that was the epiphany, let's say for you, because let's say most of the people, they it's really hard to change. It's really hard to install new habits. So imagine that you, someone who've been who, through a lot, and uh, as you said, the system and everything, the society are against you, and you managed to just take a decision to say no, and I want to take uh, control of my life uh, again. Was it because of your kids, or did you have or see or read or had a mentor or someone who helped you take that decision and at least put your first uh, step on the road? Uh, great question. But no, at that time, I, I, ha- I didn't have any mentors and I didn't even know what self-help books were. It was literally, I had to pull myself out of that. And I'll give you the formula that I decoded, you know, now after trying to figure out how I did it then, and then also repeated that same thing again, in my, like recently, 
Um, I, I use this same exact formula. I, I smoked cigarettes since I was nine years old for over 20 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And I never went longer than a few weeks of not smoking. And I'm coming up on four months now and I'm never going to smoke a cigarette again. And I've never had that long before. And the reason why you can't start with why there's a book called start with why by Simon Sinek. I Excellent want to ask book. you. Everything yes. In the book is a, <laughs> it's a great book. Excellent book. And cause your why is important, but you can't start there. You cannot. how can you possibly start with why? Look, I, I tried to quit smoking cigarettes all the time. I was like, the reason why I need to do it, because I want to be in my kid's life and I want to be with my grandkids and when they have kids' life. And I want to I want to uh, be there when my grand my granddaughter's walking down the wedding aisle. Like <laughs> so I had all these reasons why, but I never quit smoking. It was it, but where it starts with, it starts with who. And what I mean by that is Everything starts with identity, your self image of yourself, whether you think there's a quote by Henry Ford says, if you think you can, if you think you can, that's true. It's so true. It's your, whatever you believe to be true about yourself, whatever your identity is, that's where it all starts. So when I used to try to quit smoking before they'd be like, Hey Zach, you want a cigarette? I'm like, no, I'm trying to quit. But, but, Mm. but my identity was like, no, I'm a smoker, but I'm trying to quit. But you know, I'm still a smoker. That was my identity. Mm. But then, when I was like, I'm not a smoker. I'm 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 healthy. I'm a man of my word. I make good decisions. When I started getting clear on who I am, now when people ask me, "Do you want a cigarette?" I'm like, "No, I'm not a smoker." And there's a complete shift there. And so it starts with your identity, getting clear on who you are, and and shaping and forming that identity. Because when I woke up in that prison cell, I was like man, I'm, I'm missing out on my kid's birth. Is this, is this who I am? No, mm-hmm. I'm not a bad father. I'm a great father. I love my kids. Like it started with that. Then I start with who am I? And mm-hmm. then I determine, because if you start, why, how can you determine why something's important to you if you first don't know who you are? And then first, after you know who you are, then determine what you want. Once you know who you are and what you want, then you can say why what you want is important to who you are in the first place. I know that's crazy. Like No, I love uh, it. I love it. I love it. And I totally agree with you, Zach. The thing, is it okay if I call you Zach? I don't know if it should yep. be Zach. Or... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. It's a funny story. The reason why we'll get into that later on. It's a funny story. No, like, tell me I if had... I shouldn't do it. If I should not say it, just let me know. No, no, you're good. I actually, all my friends call me Zach. I branded myself as Zachary because when I came home, I thought after prison that I had to be positive all the time and be proper. Nobody would take me serious. And so I okay. branded myself as it. And then now I know I, I could have just said Zach and I'd have been cool. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I totally agree with the concept of not starting with why. I've been in this coaching business for almost uh, a year now. Before that, I built with my husband uh, a SaaS business. And again, we built the business and it succeeded. And it's doing really well because not because of we knew what was the why, because honestly, we needed to. At that time, I was, I, I was kicked out of my job as a CFO because I gave birth. Uh, So after 15 years of being a top-notch executive, I was kicked out because I'm a girl and I just gave birth. So I was unemployed and suddenly also my husband was unemployed and we just needed to build something and, or to just either go back to employment or to build our own business and build our own dreams instead of someone else's. The thing is, as you said, Simon Sinek, Tony Robbins, Everybody, all the gurus out there, they always tell you to start with your why. And I listened to your podcast and you had 
you spoke about this specific topic maybe in two episodes, which is why you should not start with your why. And it was absolutely true because all the clients that I've worked with, they struggled with this. They don't know their why. It's not easy to define the why at the beginning. And as you said, and honestly, like I'm so happy that you said it in that way, you need to know who you are first to identify who even you want to be, not just who you are, not what people tell you, but who you want to be, who you are, who you, the person that you want to become. And based on that, once it's so clear, later on, you will define your why. And it's amazing. And I thank you for bringing it up because everybody, because we're just used to following the, like, the crowd with everything they say, start with your why. So we need to start with the why, but I'm so happy that you uh, said it differently. And I totally agree. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Is it right if I say one thing about it too? Sure. So that's like the simple formula, like the, Hey, start with who then determine what you want and then determine why it's important to you. But how do you do that? So how you do that, this is how you do it, but it's not, and I'll be the first to tell you, it's not easy. What I'm about to tell you is not easy. It's not going to happen overnight. You're probably going to struggle with it. It's going to be painful and there's nothing sexy about it. All right. But it's real. All right. And, and, and everything that I've experienced in life, anything worth having or anything that I've ever been proud of or anything that I've become didn't come easy, but you, you identify dude that makes healthy decisions and lives healthy and has a, a, is a 10% body fat. Like I got real clear on yeah. everything that I like six pack, all that stuff. And then, so then I have to behave. I have to do the things that dude does to become that person. So I have to consistently work out more, most important, eat a, a, a proper meal plan. That's going to allow me to hit a 10% body fat or less all these things, right? So I have to behave. I don't become that person right away. So I identify, behave, and then you become by mm-hmm. behaving like that person who it is that you identified as. <laughs> You're not, whatever it is, it takes, it's going to take some good old sweat equity and, and determination, mental toughness. Love it. Love it. Uh, seriously. As, uh, they tell you also that you need to, for example, if you want to install a new habit, either some people tell you you need 60 days uh, to be persistent and to like after 60 days, you will have this new habit installed into you or maybe 75 days. I don't know how many days, but the thing is you made a shift in your life and in your personality. And as you said, you identified who you want to be and you behaved like that. How did you manage to commit and not to give up because it's easy. There are so many distractions around us. There are so many temptations and it's easy for you. Like after the third day to just either give up or quit. How did you manage to be persistent and to commit to what you really want? Because it's who I am. Like that literally it's as simple as that. And that's where a why can help. But to be honest, I know this is going to sound crazy. I, a runner, Olympic gold runner, they do all these crazy things, right? Like they run twice a day. They have this training system and, and eat a specific way. And you see all this stuff up close. Dang, man, that is crazy. Why do you do all this stuff? He's going to be like, because I'm a runner. That's what I do. That's who Mm -hmm. I am. And so it all starts with identity and it, once you have that identity locked in and you, that becomes, this is me, this is who I am. 
That's why people, why do you do it? It's because I said I was going to do it. It's because who I am. Mm -hmm. It becomes mm -hmm. that simple, but it's not simple to get there. You got to put in the work to become that person, yeah. identify, behave, become. When you become, you move, you have power at that. You have certainty at that point. Awesome. Do you feel scared sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> Anybody says that they don't is a liar. <laughs> if I, so I'm, probably more scared than most people I know a lot of times. If I don't, if I'm not feeling scared about something, then I'm not, not every person needs to do this. Some people, they don't want to do legendary, crazy stuff, but who I am, I do. I want to dominate, be the best at, and not just to dominate for dominate's sake. Like I'm also driven by a really powerful why in my life to reform the prison system. But uh, that's another story. Mm. But, but yeah, the, if I'm not doing stuff that I'm like, I don't know, then I don't feel like I'm trying hard enough or I'm not doing big enough things or I'm not thinking big enough. So I, I have fear all the time, but I also have courage. I act in the yeah. face of courage. And I don't know, I guess I've been through so much to where I'm like, this isn't going to kill me. You know what I mean? Like I went mm -hmm. and got a $4,000, <laughs> I got a $4,000 title loan on my Chrysler Aspen to invest into this mastermind and learn how to craft offers online to make money. Yeah. Everybody said, Oh, you're crazy. Our bills are backed up. Credit cards are maxed out. We got four kids. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. People say it was stupid, but I did that because I bet it on myself. And then eight months later became a six figure business uh, owner. So wow, it's acting, it, having courage in those moments, trusting yourself. I love that, but I still believe that I'm sure that you do some rituals. Do you meditate in the morning? Do you have, do you read affirmations? Do you do something? How do you remind yourself every day who you are? Again, I'm asking this because yeah. some t I've seen a lot of cases, as I said, they're like in a more privileged zone compared to where you were. Okay. And they give all the excuses in the world why they can't do things. And they're asking for a, a blueprint or a roadmap or a step-by-step -step thing that will help them. Do you have a, a ritual? Just I want to know because I want them to hear and to know also. Is there something like that? What do you do? Is there a, a specific daily routine that you do that will keep you in this mentality, in this toughness and resilience? Even if you just speak, look at yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself. What do you do? My routines have changed a lot, but yeah, I do things every morning that power myself up for the day. Like I go and get my workout in, I read my books, you know what I mean? And I, and I meditate I, and I take a, qu a cold shower, but that's, it's really about it. And the meditation, it's either, it's either a guided meditation, this priming exercise that Tony Robbins has on his website yeah. is pretty good. Like 15 minutes, it gets you all juiced up, ready to go for the day. But then also I'll just do med some, yeah, I'll either do that or I'll just do, I'll try to. I struggle with it. I do because my mind is racing a million mm -hmm. miles per hour all the time. And whenever I try to meditate, I have to really just focus on my breathing in and just focus on that. But when I'm able to dial that in, I feel a lot better afterwards for sure. I don't know. I'm just, I, I guess I'm so wired. I, I guess I got that. Here's what happened. I'll tell you what happened. I was in prison way back in 20, 10 years ago in 2010. I was 21 years old and I was in the hole which is the prison inside of the prison. I was in there for getting tattoo by, uh, tattoos and stuff. And they wrote me up and I got sent to the hole. And then I went to the captain's office. I'm thinking that somebody told on me for something that they're trying to get me telling somebody else. And I get back there, I'm in shackles and cuffs. And they're like, yeah, how long have you been locked up, Mr. Babcock? I'm like, man, two years. I ain't got nothing to say. Put me back on the yard. Put me back in my cell. You got to put me back in the yard. 
in two months from now. So I don't have nothing to say because I thought they were trying to get me to tell on somebody mm. or somebody told me. And they're like, uh, yeah, your mom called us and your sister died over the weekend. She had to break into the bathroom door with a screwdriver and found her dead on the floor with a needle in her arm. Yeah, I'm thinking that I was in trouble for something, but for the next three days, I just stayed in my bed and I cried. I was asking. All I could think about was all the mean things I ever said and did to my sister, the goodbye I never get to tell her. I'm praying. It's all this stuff. I'm literally going crazy because I'm in this mm. eight by 10 cell, this dark, dirty, depressing cell by myself, just having these crazy thoughts. My sister just died. And then on that third day, though, I woke up and, and what happened was this, and I use this tool all the time. This is a powerful tool that you can use. Anybody can use. You might already use it. It's not always easy to use it too. Cause sometimes I get pretty pissed and it's hard to revert to this. I woke up and I was like, I don't know why I'm still alive, but there's got to be a reason why I'm still here. What can I do right now to find happiness and peace? And that question literally got me to search for that answer. Most time though, I would have asked the previous to this, I would ask the wrong question. I'd be like, Oh, why does this shit always have to happen to me or whatever? And True. That's just uh, the wrong thing to ask because then now your brain's going to, anytime it's proven, anytime we hear a question, our brain searches for the answer. So if you ask the right questions, you'll start looking for the right answers. If you ask the wrong questions, you'll look for the wrong answers. That question got me to develop this crazy OCD routine where I was scrubbing my cell, toothpaste back in the same spot every time, like this it, it, OCD out of this world. But that gave it, and and I was doing a bunch of other things too, all throughout the day. Every single minute was calculated. And that gave me a peace of mind in a really dark time. But what that taught me is that even though I was trapped in this little eight by 10 cell that, and I wasn't getting out that I can choose how I respond to whatever happens to me, no matter what. And you could mm -hmm. throw anything at me. You can like some terribly horrible thing could be thrown at me. But at the end of the day, no matter what, I get to choose how I respond to that. And that's where the power comes from. That's where every single human has that freedom right there to decide that. I'm just speechless, honestly. I can just sit and listen to you for hours, honestly. I'm really excited because I wish that people would understand and listen to this. But again, I know that if you're not ready, you will hear the things that you're ready to listen to or to I don't know, to absorb. I know that sometimes you're not. Uh, yeah, I got twin boys. Yeah, they're off the chain. <laughs> love them. And I love that picture with, with them sleeping in the, the foot. Oh my God, I, I love that. So I don't think that they're considered underdogs. And I hope they won't be. Like you're trying to give them options and you're giving them a good life. Uh, there is this book for Dean Graziosi. It's called The Underdog Advantage. And in that book, he compares between the privileged and the underdogs. And there is an ad the advantage of the underdog where things come so easy to them. So they don't even bother to do anything. There's no motivation for them because everything is easy. How do you teach your twin, what do you teach them? What things that you make sure to convey to them to make, their, to make sure that they become the best version of themselves? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I hope they never hear this episode because I'm going <laughs> to tell you the secret right here. And, and you're exactly right. So I, I had a, the day Dean's book came out, I interviewed him on my podcast and we went deep on this and he's actually coming back on tomorrow. I'm interviewing him because we're going to go even a deeper down the rabbit hole, the underdog mentality. But I don't, I don't give my kids shit, nothing. And they got to earn every single thing, wow. do nice things for them and stuff. 
I'll do nice. I'm not like a bad, like I don't like, we don't go out and do cool stuff, but they got their own lemonade business. I showed, I showed them that. They had, a, they got a interest, they got a loan from me with 3% interest. They oh. went a $50 loan. They paid it back and the interest. And now they got their own business. They get that. And that's how they make their money and go out and get their things. So they understand they got to go out and kill what they eat. Like, and uh, there's so many different lessons that we do with that to responsible responsibilities around the house. Like you own your space, your, that's your responsibility. Even when I'm making millions upon millions, because I'm helping even the stuff I'm doing with the reprisal reform system is going to change something. Like I can't, I can't wait to get, but I don't like to really talk about what I'm doing. But but when I'm making a lot of money, they're never going to know it. And here's the deal too for them. So they'll be able to actually take that money and not lose it like most people when they mm. get inheritances. They'll actually know how to do right with it. But Zach, you literally, you, the other day, you mentioned to the whole world and you declared it to yourself and to everyone that you're going to build a 50 million or you're gonna generate $50 million in revenues. And I know you, as you said, you are a man of your word. So you're gonna do this. And I know that you're going to do this. So first of all, I want to ask you about this. This commitment is scary to like people when they say, I'm going to get the first 10, let me teach you how to get the first $10,000 of your life. Now you're saying, I want to generate $50 million in revenue and mark my word. Um, like this is so inspiring, honestly. And I'm not going to ask you how. Because I, as I told you, I know that you are going to do that. It's a tough, it's a tough commitment, and it's especially that it's this is the effort. This is an affirmation, a visualization, something that you're putting out there to the whole world. It's a lesson that you're teaching, not just to me, to everyone out there. I forgot even what was the question, but I just want to salute you for for oh, just doing. Thank you. I, I think you were talking about like how do. You know, because I just declare that to the world, and how do my kids not know that? I yes, that? yes. They're gonna know. Yes. They're gonna have it in mind that, that otherwise, that way they have to go out and make it on their own. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Like I'm willing to to lie to my kids and tell them that because I know that's actually doing them the most good. So I'm willing to do that, and I'm okay with that, even though I'm a, a seeker of truth. How am I gonna make the 50 million a year? I can't tell you exactly how just yet because I'm only at a multi six figure business. So I don't know what that looks like, but I know that's where I'm going and I have no doubt about it. That's small compared to what I, to me, and I'm not saying this in a, in a, in a cocky way or arrogant way or any way, but that's nothing compared to what I've already made it through. You know what I mean? So I, I, I know that I can literally, but it's, I'm not saying it's going to be easy neither. But we're already building out things in our business, developing the systems and sustaining for that next huge growth wave. And it's coming soon. And we're just going to keep on building on it and, and reiterating, figuring out what works, what doesn't. So now with your business, you are helping entrepreneurs building their brands. And with the casting, is it all, is this your specialty? This is what you, what you are going to do. Is this how you plan to, let's say, leave your legacy as the best podcaster out there? Or as you said, you're talking about this new project. Is it a secret or? And, and I love every bit of it. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love teaching podcast marketing. I love offering services that are do the things for the client so that they, so like we get them booked on other shows, get celebrities booked on their show, producer show. I love doing all this stuff. And 
but I look at podcast penthouse as the cash cow to the next company that's going to do the prison reform. I look at the thing that's the vehicle that's going to fund the next one. Like for example, like our mission with podcast penthouse is we're seekers of truth and we're all about finding real, we won't take on fake ass clients that are promising you rented Lamborghini that are in front of rented Lamborghinis promising you yeah. they're going to make you a million overnight. Like we will turn them down. No, you're not a good fit. Go find somebody else. Go find our biggest competitor whatever, just because that's who we are. And so our, our mission statement is imagine a world where you don't have to fake and pretend to be something that you're not. That's our mission at Podcast Penthouse. We want to, you can be wherever you, even if you're just starting out, even if you're just coming out of prison, whatever, you don't got to, you can be you and just say, this is where I'm at. And you can, and people respect that. And that's how the world should be. The internet marketing space is sick sometimes just to see yes. slime balls. So that's our mission with that. And then, then that is the vehicle that creates our, I'm not set on a name yet, but I don't know, maybe like elite freedom skills or something. It's going to be an outsourcing company essentially where we're going to vet people coming out of prison. Not all of them, mm. but we're going to, we're going to bring them in. We're going to train them up, not just like tangible skills that would be valuable for other companies and stuff, which we will do that, Amazing. but we're going to, we're going to build their character up. We're going to build them up. We're going to really empower them. And that doesn't mean empowering somebody doesn't mean giving them a food stamp. All right. That's mm -hmm. giving you a fish. We're going to teach you how to fish and do good things in the world and get back to your fame and stuff. So it's going to be for guys and gals who come out of prison that were just like me that want to change their life around. We're just going to give them more resources to help speed up that process and get more people into the workforce or become their own entrepreneurs. And our ultimate goal is a 9% recidivism rate nationwide in the U.S., which that's a crazy daunting goal, especially if you look at some of the recidivism rates in the U.S., but that's what it is. We're sticking to it. And I'm going to do it or die trying one way or another. Me being here in Saudi Arabia, you on the other side of the world, but we share a lot of things and I salute you for that, for your courage, for your perseverance for your mindset and for everything that you're doing like it shows i'm reading the book the 5am club for robin sharma and he speaks about the top five percent leaders and influencers in the world the, the top great leaders in the world who they do not think about they do not say me their feet is not on the ground i don't know how you say that in english properly but they just they forget everything and they become it's all about them and the true great leaders, which I believe that you are one of them that everybody should listen to and follow. Great leaders, they do not think about themselves. They care about themselves. They, they save themselves. They help themselves, but they do that to help others and to save others. And your mission, your new mission is amazing. And I'm glad that I'm following you to see that coming to life very soon. You're saying it's going to be in a year and I believe that it's going to happen. Seriously, I can, I have a lot of questions for you and I would love to talk more uh, with you and to just be part of your journey and see what's happening and to learn. And as you inspired me eight months ago, I'm sure that you are going to inspire me every single day. Thank you so much again for everything that you're doing, everything that you've done. I don't want to take too much of your time, but I want to ask you one last question, which is the theme of my show, The Entrepreneur Accelerator. You came out of prison with zero, let's say, knowledge in business because we were raised to think that 
you have to have a degree, uh, you have to get uh, a, good, a good job, good degree so that you can uh, get high income and this is how you become successful in life. So I believe that you proved everyone wrong. You don't have to have the degree or the, to be a Harvard graduate to become successful in life. But in your opinion and with what you've done and what you are doing, what is your number one strategy, advice? What is the thing that our listeners can take today immediately to implement that will accelerate their success? There, we could do. We could talk about so much like this strategy, like tactical stuff, because so many people want to hear about that because that's the sexy stuff, and that's great. Hmm. But the real level ups happen every time when you become something more. It's all about leveling you up as a person. So I would say, is is it okay if I give somewhat of a long-winded answer here? Please, I I I'm, I'm I don't want to be like taking too much of your time if you have a commitment or something. But for me, I'm just sitting and listening. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, I'm having a great time too. Uh, say this, if you want to be able to get anything you want out of life, you just got to do the right thing the right way over the long haul and you will literally get whatever you want that sounds so cheesy so simple and everybody's like well i want to know how to 10x my facebook ad by switching the color of a button or whatever that's garbage that's cool man the tactics whatever but let's talk about real stuff here if you do the right thing the right way over the long haul you'll get whatever you want so if you're just starting out if you're just starting out, just know if you're getting into an industry, your first goal should not be trying to grab attention and to prove yourself mm -hmm. right out the mm -hmm. gate. Your your first goal is to observe the industry. What are the social dynamics? What are the unspoken rules? What are the skills that you have to develop? Literally observe and figure these things out. Understand your industry that you're getting into. Then you begin to build the skills and that doesn't mean that you can just do something for a couple of weeks and then call yourself an expert because that's not an expert. You got to actually master a skill set and you do that by doing it. And it's just like how we do if anything with walking, you mastered walking. You don't have to think about how to walk. But when you first tried walking, when you were a kid, you looked funny and goofy. You fell over a bunch of times, hundreds, if not thousands, and just kept on trying, but you kept on developing that skill to where you or you might hate her whatever but you come here because you want to hear what reem is talking about pretty much and you want to see the people that she's talking to so it's a great way to really build a deep rela relationship with your audience in your industry and also great for positioning leveraging that so start a podcast after you develop these skills in that same industry and start building that's when you start building the brand and start getting the proving the people's wrong getting people's attention is there once you have some type of skill a skill that is tangible and valid to the marketplace that people will actually pay dollars for. You can't just be like, oh, I want to be a life coach and you're 19 <laughs> years old and you haven't really mastered anything in life at all. I tried oh the life God. coach route and it didn't, yeah. It, there's nothing wrong with being a life coach, but you got to have some type of tangible skill of being, what can you help people do in life specifically? So yeah, I would say that. It was a little bit of a long-winded answer, but if you do the right thing, the right way over the long haul, you'll get whatever you want in life. Awesome. Love it. One last question. 
last one. <laughs> Although I promised that would be the last question. How, All good. how did you get the first influencer in your show? You are a podcaster. You, and I'm in a community with a lot of podcasters. My first guest was Elena Cardone and I received hundreds of messages. How did you get her? And I was surprised from the question, to be honest. But I answered that in one of the episodes, which is simply, I asked her. That's it. This is what I've done. That's it. That's it right there. That's all I did. That's all I do is I ask. And if you want some extra nuance to it, I keep my emails that I hit out when I blast them out. I keep them really short, sweet, straight to the point. I don't beat around any type of bush. I'm like, hey, love to interview on a top-rated podcast, Underdog Empowerment. You're a perfect fit for my show. Let me know if we can make this happen. Talk soon. Literally, that's probably like word for word our first pitch that we send out. Nothing fancy, just straight to the point. Because you got to think about it, man. These people, yeah, I know me. I my I, my inboxes are crazy. If you send me an autobiography trying to pitch to come on my show, I'm gonna get anxiety because I got a lot of stuff going on. Mm. And I'm like, oh my god. Okay. So straight, short, sweet, straight to the point. Go for that, and and then do it. And guess what? Most people that you reach out to are not gonna respond or say no but there's going to be a percentage that do. So it's going to take some hustle. Yeah. It's all about the hustle. Love it. Thank you so much. That's absolutely awesome. You have a program that you launched recently, right? It's the, I think alpha something. Yep. Alpha podcasting association. If people want to know more about it and more about what you're doing in your mission, and if they want to follow you and know more about you, where can they find you, Zachary? Definitely. Uh, appreciate that. I would say just a podcast, Underdog Empowerment. That is, obviously, I'm super passionate about podcasts. It's really the best place to really get to know me. It's on pretty much any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts on. But to make it super simple for you guys, you can go to underdogpowerment.com. And right there on the homepage, you might have to scroll down a little bit. There's, there's a podcast section and a little red button that says subscribe that. They got iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and good jazz, uh, whichever one's your favorite. Hope to see you guys over there. And uh, Reem, thank you so much for me. I had a blast today. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, and thanks for listening. If you've liked this episode and you want to go a lot deeper and you want to learn more about my philosophies and methodologies and tactics on leadership, business, finance, and mindset, everything that I learned and implemented to hit the seven figure while building the business around your life and family, If you want to create an impact and be a high achiever, then I really encourage you to check out my program, the Business Accelerator Lab. It's transforming lives because it's an implementation lab. It's the information there is really, really powerful and very tactical. You know, people have asked me before, Reem, how did you manage to get all that done in just a few years with no following, no external funding? And they asked, can you mentor us? They understand that all great athletes have a coach because a coach holds them accountable. Even superstars have a mentor because a mentor pushes them and challenges them and is honest with them and teaches them. And so if you believe that you are maybe stuck in your life or maybe you're successful but you want to significantly get to the next level, if that's of an interest to you and you don't want to waste years of your life trying to figure it out, then I'd love to tell you about the Business Accelerator Lab. It's my mentoring program where you're gonna absolutely love it. 
we'll talk all mindset, business, marketing, productivity, simply how to run your business and not let your business run you. It's exactly what I've done and how I managed to build three businesses all the way from Saudi Arabia while being a mom. The final thing that I'll leave you with is this. If this episode of the Entrepreneur Accelerator has been valuable to you, I would love it if you would share it with three of your friends in the next 24 hours so we can get the message out. I want to thank you for being here with me in this episode and I wish that you all received great value from it. If you'd like to know more about me and what I do, let's connect on Facebook or maybe you can book a power session with me at reemkharbat.com. That is R-E-E-M-K-H-A-R-B-A-T.com. One more time, thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Take care.